Hi everyone, and welcome to the place where we discuss all things communication. This is Guide to Awesomeness, powered by Coldwell Banker, Ronan Realty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Guide to Awesomeness. I'm joined today by Jordan Boys. He is an award-winning realtor, appearing as the cover story of the real estate magazine in April of 2014. He attributes a lot of his success to the great communication and availability. His He's constantly staying on top of the market. He's continuously learning and coaching, and he has great customer service and an extremely high work ethic that he implements throughout his team. Jordan began his real estate career in 2010 and in 2015 opened his own brokerage. He is the president and owner of Boys Group Realty Inc. And he is a coach with Kathleen Black Coaching and Consultation, who you can hear more from in a previous episode. So just to get us started, Jordan, I'd really love to get a bit more detail on how you got into where you are now. Real estate, how I got into it, it was always something I I had wanted to do. When I was 19, I had approached a brokerage. A couple of them actually, and I mean things have changed now with the the way everything's gone. But I was I was told that probably too young at that time, and and I can see that. I mean to be taken serious and maturity level and whatnot. Although we have there's 19 and 20 year olds coming in now, which seem to be doing fine. It's just at the time it seemed when the average age was significantly probably 50 to 60 at that time. So I was working a normal. I guess nine to five kind of warehouse job with Federated Co-op and a buddy of mine quit one day we were talking and he, he started playing poker online before everything got, I guess, shut down. So I had taught myself how to do that and I quit shortly after. So from when I was 19 till almost 25, I played poker online for a living. And then kind of a Black Friday or Black Monday, I forget what they called it, moment happened where they basically shut down all the poker sites. All the player base was gone for a while. And then I thought, well, you know, this is a good time to jump back into real estate. So in 2010, the licensing requirements were a lot different. You could actually do your course pretty quick. I was done in about a month or so. And yeah, then 2010, I started with the same brokerage I had talked to back in the day. And kind of how I got my start. That's what led to it. And then 2015 went out on my own and we have about hundred agents now in three different cities. So yeah, again, for the fact that, you know, you, you were at a younger age, you said you right from, from like 19 to 25. And then all of a sudden around 25, 26, you got back into real estate and, and in four years you went from, you know, bottom level starting at the beginning to now creating your own brokerage in 2015 that's that's a huge step and and what what was going through your head the whole time you were kind of in that process when i started in 2010 i was more out of i guess i i've always had a strong work ethic like i worked multiple jobs in high school and when i worked at that warehouse job was doing constant overtime anytime i could pick it up it's just how i've i've and discovered about myself how i'm wired But starting, it was the hustle and just getting out there and doing it was more in the fear of like, hey, I got, there's no real backup plan here. I didn't have a fallback. Like there's no like, I mean, I could always go get another job, but didn't really want to do that. So the the drive just came from, hey, I got to survive here now. So that that's the way I did it. I just, I I started 2010, like I'm, I'm from a small town of like 800 people. 
It's about two and a half hours or so from the city I'm I'm currently in. And although I'm been here in the city since 2002, when I started real estate, because I, I, the poker world is pretty secluded, right? You're especially playing online. Like, yeah, sure, we go to the casinos and some bigger tournaments here and there, but 90% of the time you're just spent alone at home on a computer. So I didn't know anybody when I started real estate. I mean, I just went to the more veteran agents and asked if I could do open houses. And I found a great skill set in those, I guess. I was able to pick up buyers frequently and often every weekend. And that is how I built my business. I did, I started in March of 2010 and I think did 88 transactions that first 10 months. And I mean, some came from referrals after, but I'd say 90% of those deals were from open houses. That's somewhat unheard of. I mean, especially in the real estate market, a lot of the the stereotypical ideas that, you know, be prepared that you're not going to make any money your first year and be prepared that it's going to take six months before you have anything and yada, 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 which I think, again, it is. It's sort of that yada, yada, yada idea. Like you're, if you if you actually do the work and, you know, put the effort in, you can make business happen right away. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember I had a I had a goal the first year. I was like, and it might have been lofty at the time, but I was like, if I can make a hundred, you know, get through the first year, make a hundred, I will be very happy. And then I I mean I, I didn't get into it thinking I'd fail. Okay. I'm not I'm not that's not how I, I do anything. I, I think I'm going to do well if I if I do something. I didn't think it would go that well. I mean that that shocked me, but I remember seeing the hundred thousand in my spreadsheet and then I changed it to two hundred and then I changed it to three hundred and kind of went from there. And then I think second year it increased, I think, to around one forty. And then my third full year in the business, I think, is when I broke two hundred transactions. That's insane. Again, like I said, unheard of. And what do you find now now that you've put the work in, you've put your you know, nose to the grind to get to yourself to to the business level that you're at. What do you find motivates you now? I mean, that's a tricky question. You always get asked and I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say I don't care. But I, I mean, I like I work for money. I like financial security. That That's part of it. That's not all of it, but that's part of it. Of course, that's in my mind why we do do any job. But now, like, I have, I have a business mindset, right? I like building something. That's part of why I did the brokerage. And now we're going to branch out into other opportunities, right? We've bought commercial buildings now. We're getting into and acquiring a property management company, which is going to bring over two or 300 doors that we're going to take on. So it's just the inner workings. I like seeing my agents succeed now that we're up to 100, them doing well, and if they can benefit from any training we provide. I mean, great. I mean, a lot of them are great on their own, but it's just being part of something and a business to grow it. And who knows, maybe after this, we'll get into another venture and just, it's just, now it's just more of the building and being a part of something and seeing if I can do it again and make it work that I I find quite exciting. That's common. I think with a lot of entrepreneurs, Yes, the money is great, but there there's an underlying reason, there's an underlying purpose, there's that that idea of being able to create and build and do it the way you see it and the way you want to see it. Yeah, I I think part of it's just I I enjoy the grind. Like I I do. I like, you know, doing the back end work and doing the stuff to to build a business. I I really thoroughly enjoy that and that I think that motivates me more. I I I just like building. Yeah. 
And I think that's also a concept that we find is common in most real estate agents too, is the idea that it is, it is a grind and you just keep going at it and you push forward with it. Like to me, I, I love real estate, but do I love every aspect of it? No. But the general thing with real estate to me, it was never just, hey, I can list and, and show houses and, and sell that way. Like to me, real estate encompassed a lot more, right? Well, we could partner with developers or finance some builds. We could do property management. We can buy rental properties. We can buy commercial buildings, right? There's so much more to real estate than just going out and showing houses. And, and the other parts of it really intrigued me quite a bit. So I've, I've started venturing into that as well. And when you find yourself in you know, a challenging spot, what would you say that you rely on the most to help you get through it? Challenging in what regard? I mean, that can be, is it a market shift? Is it issues with properties? Is it not much deters me? I mean, I don't focus a ton on the headlines in the market this, the market that. I mean, you've seen it, I've seen it, all the other agents have seen it. Markets go up, markets go down. I just try to focus on what I can control, right? What can I do? I mean, keep in good contact with your clients, always be working and prospecting to find more business. I, I only stress and worry about what I can control. So the outside factors, I mean, I nothing I can really do about it. Of course. So I did, and that took time. I used to run a little hot. Things would upset me a lot more than they should, and I'd get worked up. Now it just kind of rolls off my back and it is what it is. Problems are going to constantly come up in the business. So of course, I know I try to be like that as well. But what about in the sense of, you know, when you're when you're building your business, obviously, you know, you're you're faced with difficult, difficult situations and, and things come up. What do you find that you you focus more on just the idea of, okay, we're, you know, we're going to get past this, we're going to get through it? Or do you find that there's, there's, you know, certain people that you rely on to support you? Or is there, you know, a certain mindset that you put yourself in? Is there like, what's, what's your, your focus? The support's big, right? Like when I was an individual agent, not as much. I mean, I, I had a great assistant and that obviously was huge for me. And then I, I brought my brother into the business. So the team, aspect is important but now the support and who i rely on i mean it's my staff for the brokerage part for sure i mean they pretty much in theory run the brokerage right i i'm here but i'll review things i'll take calls but like they're they're running it so my team has kind of alleviated a lot of the stress in that area the day-to-day -day operations of the brokerage i don't really get involved in too much and, and that i i believe that's how it should be I'm here for the main things that I need, the training support of agents, but for me to do the day-to-day -day stuff uh, and micromanage just isn't really something I, I do. So even, and that took a long time to get there. Like even now we're going through a little period of having to hire another staff or two just from how we've grown and got busy. And now I, I've eliminated myself completely from it. So they, they, the staff can hire the staff and I'm, I'm letting them do what they do and I do what I do. Perfect. That, again, like you said, that's sort of the way it should be, especially once you get to that level of, of running a business. Yeah. Can't be everywhere and be everything at all times. So, and, and that takes time. I mean, a lot of my experience from entrepreneurs and that driven kind of call it go-getter type A personality, it's very hard for us to let go of things um, and not micromanage. So it's still something I challenge with. I, 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 I like to know what's going on at all times, but I, I've had to learn to, to step back in some areas. 
And with your coaching, how would you say that the idea of helping work with other people has made you better at what you do? Yeah, the the coaching I got, I had reached out to her back probably a few years ago and they weren't looking at anything at that time. And then I, I got back into it. I also, and I haven't practiced a ton in this space, but a certified business coach as well. It was more so just that next thing, right? Of not sitting still like, well, let's see if I can be successful in this area now. It was just something else to do. I have a tough time being content and wanting to always build more, but it, it's coaching. It's got a lot of great introductions to people across the country in North America. Now I've met all sorts of people. I've learned as much from them as they've probably learned from me, you know, different markets, how markets are doing there, what they do to sell, what we do, how they build their teams, right? Because what happens in Saskatchewan compared to what happens in BC or Ontario is night and day in a lot of a lot of aspects. So I, I really enjoy the people. It's been great for meeting and expanding networks that way. And creating a, a bit of a, a referral as well, definitely with having, you know, working in real estate and things like that would definitely be beneficial. Yeah, it's it's beneficial. I mean, that wasn't the goal with it, right? I mean, certainly not, but it, I guess it's kind of just naturally progresses to that. How can it not? When you're meeting that many people from different provinces and areas, of course, you form those connections too. And I find I'm doing it even with the podcast. I mean, you know, connecting with yourself and Saskatchewan to Ontario and then connecting with people in BC, connecting with people on other sides of the world through the podcast. I think it's it's a huge opportunity for an individual or a business or a company or anything like that to to do that kind of work. It is. And now like not just for real estate, but business in general now with I mean, cliche, but with the internet and Zoom and the way things are and video calling, I mean, it's pretty easy for a business to be national or global now without near the effort that it used to take right so like we have i was just talking to my brother this morning not that it's a huge amount but out of our conditional sales right now three of them two buyers from toronto and one from vancouver and they haven't seen the properties it was a video tour they're relocating and didn't have time to come out and that's just something you couldn't do when i first started right so now it, it's become and then when COVID came it a lot of people were buying properties that way. And now it's just become kind of second nature that the reach and having clients from multiple provinces and countries is, is completely doable. So yeah, you, you grow and adapt with obviously the changing technology and everything. Yeah, for sure. When building a brand in a company, you would have faced obviously a ton of obstacles. What would you say are your top three and would you have faced them any differently if you were given the opportunity again? Yes and no. The brand, the name, I don't know. There's some agents that haven't come or would never come here. And, and maybe that's changed now. We've been around now seven or eight years. We're probably, I mean, in my mind, we're just another name, right? Of a brokerage. But at the start, you know, there'd be some pushback. Like, I don't want to build your personal brand because, I mean, the name is Boys Group Realty. Which I, I didn't ever think held true, but I, I, I can respect that. I can see how people would think that. It got to a point where we had, when we were first starting with like 15 or 20 agents, we sat down because we were still pretty new and it, not too much was going yet. And they all wanted to keep it. I, I was the one person that wanted to change it to something more generic or not associated with me. And they loved it and wanted to keep it. So it, it kind of stayed that way. The other change on terms of starting. So when I went, 
course, a few agents came with me and then I had to hire staff and recruit that way. If I had to do it over again, I mean, financially to start it from scratch worked out well for me, right? I, I didn't have no expectations of what it was going to do. Again, I, I don't get into business to fail, but we bought our buildings. We bought all the printers, all the desks, lease space. We had to furnish everything, get all the licenses, the insurance. And of course, starting a new venture like that, I had to personally guarantee every loan, right? So thinking back, would I start over from scratch or would I approach and try and buy a brokerage um, where all the systems are in place and everything's good? I I don't know, right? I have purchased uh, an operation out of North Battleford now, and I can tell you that is a lot easier to just write a check and be up and running. But I appreciated those those early years, not that they were that long ago, but to go through it all, right? To learn from scratch. Hey, how are we going to do the accounting? How are we going to do the conveyance? How are we going to recruit agents? What are the splits going to be? How are our contracts going to look? Part of that was fun, right? There's a, a core group of us that started. Most, almost all of them are still here that have been around from day one. And those those early year one and two, it was fun doing that. So I, I don't regret it. It's just, it does cross my mind that if we were going to expand further, would I move into another city and start from scratch versus buying an existing brokerage? And I don't know, there's there's benefits to both. So And how does reward and recognition apply to the work you do? And do you find value in it? Not really. I mean, we all as as realtors can have some sort of award or this and that. Uh, one thing that with our company that a lot of agents wanted I let them dictate a lot of things. I it's it's not uh, a relationship where I'm their boss. I mean, okay, technically on paper, yes, but I work for them, right? If my agents leave, or they're not happy with me, or I'm doing things that that don't match with their core values or anything like that, then then I'm nothing, right? So I work for them. So they came to me and they said, "Hey, we feel pressure sometimes. This certain ones, not speaking for all of them, we don't want a top ten monthly." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't care then." So we, we'll do a top 10 at the end of the year. We don't post it. It's not on social media. It's their own recognition to say, hey, you did a good job. You finished third. You finished fifth. Great year. That's all it is. So the awards and accolades to me, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be recognized for your hard work sometimes. I've had different podcasts or business awards and entrepreneur awards and this and that. It is. I mean, it's a nice pat on the back and but that's not why I do it. I mean, if I never got another award again, would it affect me? No, that's not why I'm doing it to be in the the public eye or to look at me type thing, right? Like if you follow my social media, we, I mean, we'll post our yearly stats maybe at the end of the year, but I'm, I don't post a ton of, ton of stuff with that. It's just never been a big part of things for me. So that's a fair point. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere where I feel like being recognized for, you know, the work you do and when you do a good job and things like that is great. I wouldn't say I need that over the top. Hey, congratulations. Hey, look, we're going to let everybody know the great work you're doing. I think just a, a general sense that of knowing that everybody sees that that you're doing something. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I think you probably hit that on the head better than me. I mean, the the recognition in a an award, I mean, like with anything, like a sports team, any anything you do, of, of course it's it's good, right? I'm not going to say I, I don't enjoy getting it. Don't get me wrong. Like if, if I get recognized and people are congratulating me, sure, like it feels good. But the part of that is 
if I didn't get that award or didn't get the pat on the back, would it have affected how I run my business or how I get up tomorrow and go about things? And, and that's what I'm saying. No, like that, that part of it isn't going to change what I do. To sort of close out, and I think it kind of ties in nicely, what does success mean to you? And do you think you've achieved it? I mean, if you were, and this isn't to come across the wrong way, I think if you were to pull other people in the city or if, if we've done, done a good job, am I successful? I think people would probably say yes. In my own eyes, am I? Maybe. I, I don't know. What's done is done. What we did last year, what we did yesterday, what we did last week is done. Today's a new day. If I don't go out there, find new clients, keep our agents happy, retain agents, recruit agents, keep going forward, then none of it really matters. So successful, I, I guess. I don't feel we're anywhere near finished. I'm not finished with what I want to do and accomplish. So in my eyes, more so no, I guess. But just because I, I have bigger goals ahead. Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's the thing too. I mean, we're we are our own worst critic. We're always going to yeah. I think feel that we could do better, we can do more. And and knowing that we can do that and having that drive to continue to do more, I think is a is beneficial in our in our success and our search for it. I agree. It's one personality trait and issue that is that is not good about me is that the slow down and kind of like take a step back, say, look what you have, what you, you should be grateful. And I, I do struggle with that sometimes because I am full speed ahead. So it's tough to slow down and just take a breath sometimes that I, and I know that's a fault in myself, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to push ahead. I enjoy it. Like I said, I enjoy the grind and the, the growing of a business more than anything. So I'm, I'm happiest doing that. And that's good. I mean, the main thing, obviously, is that you do you do the work that makes you happy. We've had podcast conversations before with other guests that it's it's the same idea. It's if you're not happy in what you're doing, then why are you doing it? Yeah. If I woke up tomorrow and hated this, I wouldn't keep doing it. I've I've had to learn over the last few years to I used to for the first. Oh, I don't know, five, seven years, maybe. What have I been doing this? 12, 13 years now. Literally no time off like maybe a weekend here or there, like, but like an actual vacation, go away for a week or five days didn't exist. And that, the funny thing about that is that magazine article. I remember a guy commenting saying, if, if your sole purpose is to just work every waking minute and build a business, I wish you all the best, but you're going to burn out. And I was like, I, I've been told that many times. And I guess we're, we're still here. I don't find the burnout factor or getting tired a thing for me because I love the, I just like business so much that I don't really burn out, but I, I've realized to maintain friendships or relationships or family time or any of that, that you do have to take some time. I, I'm still not great, but I, I will get away now once in a while for a day or two. So. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? If, if you're, if you're enjoying the work you're doing and you're successful in it, you're not going to find burnout if you're still, able to to do those little things now and then right you take take even if it's you know an hour you get you get an hour away where you're doing something by yourself now and then that'll that'll definitely help kind of alleviate that burnout yeah yeah it does the the challenge still for me and i'll probably fight this till the day i die is how to turn off right like it's it's tricky for me like i i really have to work on being present and it's not that i'm not 
trying to engage with people or, or come across rude. That's certainly not what I'm trying to do, but I can understand how it might sometimes like if you're out for supper or you're doing something or you're golfing or at the lake, I have a hard time and have struggled with my mind being there and not thinking of like, Oh, well, here's what I'm going to do when I get back. Or what about this idea? We could build this or do this. So it, it's a, it's a constant challenge. I'm pretty like all over the place with your, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are your brains going in a million directions at once. And it's hard to just be present sometimes. So that's definitely something I'm trying to work on within myself, but it's, we, we have not perfected that yet. <laughs> no, no. And, and I think it's, I think every individual has their own sort of battle they have to face in regards to that. So there's not really a, a quick fix answer to doing that. And I think that's, that's where the, there's value in the idea of, of knowing that that's, that's a, a flaw and knowing that it's something you have to work on because you continue to push towards making it work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can admit it's a flaw in myself. I mean, I'm not perfect, but it's, uh, it's a flaw that I, I've gotten better, but I haven't solved it yet. <laughs> yeah. Before we go, I have three questions for you that I ask every one of our guests. Are you game to answer these questions? Let's hear them. All right. So what is something you do or use to ensure that you are always striving to work productively? Um, time blocking. Mm-hmm. I'm very pretty rigid with my schedule. If I have something from nine to nine thirty saying, Hey, I'm going to work on the property management side of things. That is what I'm doing. As wild as my brain is going in a million directions, I am able to be quite like laser focused, very, very good use of my time. I do feel I get a ton done in a day. So we, we run with like pretty limited staff for the, how big our operation is now. And that's just how, we're, we're very efficient and very focused in that regard. And what is one habit that has transformed your life? Uh, routine is, is as bad as that probably sounds. Most people want to get out of the monotonous routine, but I'm, I'm very, I'm a routine person. Okay. I, I like getting up at five. I like getting up at five, then showering and then getting dressed and being in my office by 545. I then grab a cup of coffee. I go up into my office. I do this from six to nine or six to eight before the staff comes in. I can get more done that way. Then my day starts. Then I go home and we'll, you know, maybe we'll go on the river for a kayak or a run or a walk or play tennis or something for an hour. Come back, check my emails, go to bed, get up, do it again. It works for me. Not saying that works for everybody, but I, I do like routine. I, I feel, I think with a lot of entrepreneurs too, and just business people in general, and or people in life in general, a lot of anxiety sometimes. And I find my routine keeps that in check. I just like doing my thing and it, it works for me, right? So I, I think everybody's got to find what works for them. You hear a lot of different coaches and speakers or life coaches in this and, and not that they're wrong it's just a one size fits all for every individual isn't going to work right so it, i just would tell people find what works for you and there's nothing wrong with that finally if you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness what would the title be it would be something along the line i don't know don't give up that when i started when i started the brokerage with anything we've done there's always been setbacks. There's been times where I didn't think it would work. But I mean, to me, what quitting isn't going to get you anywhere. I'd rather try and give it every last ditch effort and fail before I will quit. 
So I would just say, don't quit, don't give up. I mean, it's going to be a bumpy road. Um, it always is with any business, but the, the rewards are great. The satisfaction's great if you just stick with it. So just, just don't quit. Perfect. I, I think that's a great note to end on, right? The idea that you work towards the business that you want, whether you're, you're working for a company or you're creating your own and you do the best that you can and be the best version of yourself and be, be willing to, to take on those risks and maybe face those challenges now and then, and, and just ex be, be prepared for them and accept the fact that they could happen and, and work around them the best you can. And, and again, don't, don't quit, keep going after it. Yeah, I agree. The risk I'm, I'm probably not the best person on that because I'm very, I should probably or earlier on in my, my life and career been a little more cautious. Maybe I was just too young to realize, but I was pretty like risk heavy. I was like, Oh, what's the worst thing happen? I'll just work harder, go back to work and try it again. So, I mean, coming from a, a gambling and poker background, I, the risk to me wasn't like, seemed easy so for sure before we go i'd just like to ask is there anything else you'd like to share and is there any information you'd like to share in regards to how people can get in touch with you find out more about what you do anything like that if i don't know if my email's there it's just just my name jordanvoice1 at gmail.com or shoot me a text anytime but no i i'm good i'm i'm really thankful you guys had me on here and yeah i'm, I'm happy to help or answer any questions for anyone if they need Perfect. We'll make sure to share uh, your your information as well in the description for the for this episode. And and again, thank you so much for being here, Jordan. I appreciate you taking some time out of your out of your day. And I'm I'm sure it's been blocked in your time, so that that way we know we've got our time block there. It was so saved in there. You yet. betcha. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Jordan. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date with the awesome people and awesome things we talk about. This is Jonah reminding you to be awesome today and be even more tomorrow.